Welcome back to the Troubleshooting Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Peters, my co-host, Craig Poston, where we talk about various topics, sharing our experiences on life and finances. What's up, man? What's going on? I ain't not much, man. Obviously a lot. You know. I will say it sounds like a lot, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you have an update on the place, you know, and uh, basically still trying to get things done to get it updated. And uh, also the the other place, because, the you know, this call I just recently had was to get something scheduled. And this, uh, I dislike having carpet, but it's carpet already in this place and just got to get it replaced being a, a nice landlord by doing it. At, you know, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Getting it done, but in the process, you know, finding out that someone else needs a home, which is awesome. That's a good thing because I have a home available, not quite, quite ready, but yes. That that's always a good part. The the Oh, you were saying that someone else needed a house. I thought you meant that your tenant, as you were replacing the carpet, needed a place to stay. No, no, no. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. No, no. I probably would have been a little bit more crazy and animated if it was. Yeah, I was wondering. I was like, <laughs> I, was, I don't. And I'm no. like, you sound too calm about this because, like, I mean, I've had to go through that where, like, because, like, when I had that uh that leak at the single family house that I have, um, I had to figure that out. You know if I needed to move my tenants and stuff and if they wanted to move or not, because it's not necessarily a requirement for them to move. And it's not like anything that they needed access to. So like they could take a shower so they could be hygienic. They could cook food. They could do all that stuff. Like nothing was getting disconnected if they had electricity. So there wasn't a hard requirement to move them, but if they wanted to be moved then there was an option. So what I did is like, I had another property that I could move them into at least temporarily. But then all of them said that they didn't want to move. So I was like, okay, I'll just, yeah. I just hope that you're okay with people working around you. No, this was no, the opposite. The person that is scheduling the, the carpet, uh, removal and repair or whatever, right. The replacement, sorry, get right. together. the replacement, the person on the phone I'm making that I'm scheduling with needs a place to stay. Uh-huh. And that was where, yeah, that's where that came from. Yeah. Gotcha. So yeah, which is, I mean, like I said, it's, it's a good problem to have. But, you know, still a problem because I'm still working on, like, getting it updated and making sure it's good to go. Because in the city that I have, I have this property and they do rental inspections to make sure it's up to par before you even start to rent. So right. I'm I'm doing my due diligence before I even have to do it, before they even have to tell me I need to do these things. So I'm going, you know, getting things done from the inspection that I had done. So, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Now yeah. it makes a lot more sense because I was confused as hell. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to do like the the tenant shuffle type thing. Or no, no, I'm glad that's not my issue. This is definitely a a, a better problem to have. Yeah. So just working that out. It's just getting contractors to do things at a certain time. I should have gave a shorter timeline, and that was my my bad. I'm learning. So next time I'll give a shorter timeline, so they'll give me a better time to do things, so I can keep I can get things done myself. As, but yeah. now I have to front load something else that I was gonna do instead of doing it afterwards. So, uh, but w- like I said, it's all part of it. And I, I, it's a learning experience. And but like I said, it's not, it's a good learning experience. You know, yeah. there's always worse situations. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yes, that's, that's me right now. Uh, what, what you got, man? Another man just going through the, the tenant overhaul or, uh, got a handful of tenants that moved out. So, you know, posting things up, getting tenants moved in. Stuff like that, man. I got like two rooms available and I got like one unit available that just came available this past weekend. So 
yeah, just working that out. Luckily, you know, those, those previous tenants, at least for that unit that's available, they were pretty good. I, I went to go inspect the place and honestly, I mean, the only thing were like small, like screw holes. Cause I know they mounted certain things, but in, that's such a small minor thing. Like nothing was chipped. Everything was running well, checked all the appliances, everything else, maybe need to touch up some paint, but like that's so negligible in comparison to, to everything else. So yeah, so I just put that one up back up on the market. And then probably going to go through this week and do some, some of those like small repairs, like the touch up the paint and stuff before I actually show the, the property. Yeah, man. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's the thing right now. Both of us got a little something going on, huh? <laughs> yeah. Always something. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I, I'd rather, you know, stay busy doing something good and something positive for me and my family and other people actually, because you don't realize like even you're providing a service, right? Yeah. Uh, as you have a home ready for someone to rent you're providing housing for someone you know that because in a sense she was she was looking yeah 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 no it's always good because like uh because for me like housing is like inevitable like everyone needs housing right everyone either owns or rents right in in some sort of capacity whether it's like an apartment a house a room yeah whatever that is right so if you can at least be on the the giving end rather than the receiving end, I think that's always, yeah. It, it also gives you like a little bit different perspective um, versus like when you own a rent, when you are actually like providing a room or a unit to, for someone to rent out, like it, yeah. it's definitely a different perspective on certain things. Like you never understand, or I guess take into consideration certain things, like you said, like the carpet in the unit or in the house that you have, even you know, certain cleanliness things like lawn care, stuff like that. Like it, it shifts, uh, your mindset on, on just how to, I guess, maintain a house or what is like really important for, for house maintenance. Yeah. I guess this week, right. Our podcast is on profit and the problem. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I kind of heard about this, I think in another podcast or maybe it was in like a book or something. And, yeah. um, and so like the profit and the problem, it encourages individuals and organizations to see problems as opportunities for innovation, growth, or even financial gain. All right. The idea is that within every challenge, there is potential for profit or positive change waiting to be unlocked. All right. So a lot of people, they see problems as setbacks or obstacles as something in their way. Right. Mm -hmm. But, and, you know, and we were kind of talking about it in like a real estate perspective, but is there anything that you can think of that can shift individuals mindset to see problems as potential sources of like profit or growth? And I, I kind of go to that uh, topic we were talking about, talking about before we started recording. And uh, one thing I do, I like cars, right? And then I like working on cars. So if I hear that someone's having an issue with a car, I'll try my best to fix it. If a person is trying to sell that car, then I'm also looking at like, okay, how can I fix this car in a hurry and then either sell it or drive it for a little bit and sell it? You know what I'm so yeah, so thinking but, just like your, your skill set that you already built up. Yeah. So that is a way to look at, you know, problems, uh, as a way to, to profit from, from them in a way. Cause, uh, like I was telling you, uh, what I like to do is I work on them. So how can I get someone else to pay for my projects? Right. Cause in a, in a sense, right. Projects are costly, especially when they're, they're, they come to vehicles. Uh, that's a de- depreciating asset. Uh, you buy these parts. Yes. Yeah, some, some vehicles are more expensive than others. So the parts like, get costly. All right. So if you're doing this as a, as a side project, you just, you having fun, that's, that's actually taking funds from you. So 
I was trying to get to that point where, okay, how do you turn one of your liabilities into an asset, right? And that was a way to, you know, you're still, you're providing something for somebody else, right? You're fixing the car to standard, making sure it is drivable and then making sure that it is safe. Because I will drive the cars myself to make sure that that they're safe. So it, it wasn't like I fixed it, hurry up and gave it to somebody. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to drive it. And I'll drive it around town. I'll drive it to work and just see how it works and then how it feels. And then I'll um, like, okay, all right, well, I want another project. Let's let's see if I can sell this. Yeah, sometimes it, it, it can get annoying because you got to deal with uh, certain people. They're always going to try to cut you on price. And you're like, I've already dropped it down to a decent price. So are you trying to cut me some more? So that's that's one of the other things. You're trying to will and deal with somebody like to give you at least the work that you know that you put into it and plus the actual vehicle itself. So one of the things you do, you don't make, you make sure you don't, if you buy the car, make sure it can be sold at a higher price. Don't buy something that's $3,000 and, and when you're done with it, it's still $3,000. You, you get it, man. So like, yeah. it has to be something that has a little bit of value in it. Uh, and at the time, this car, would, I could have sold it for seven, but I bought it at 3500 and this is yeah this is just one one car I did that and it, i would say that other times i've done it, i probably didn't do so great at making the profit back but it's because i was at that point i was just tired of it you know but the the one here this bmw the lights the dash lights were all out mm. I, honestly it, it puzzled me uh but i knew it was a module because that's a lot of the times that's how bmws work it's modules and they they have a lot of electronic components and then what became tough with it is like if i'm trying to diagnose this problem that I couldn't even get into because the main module that you get into to actually see what else is wrong with it was blocked because of this one module. Well, I, I found it out later. I found out it was a module that actually knocks the other modules off their little uh, logical diagram. Whatever you know, If you look at the diagram, you'll see how all the, the different lines went from each module. And this one module knocked them all like out of wax where they were there. They were up, but they you couldn't read them. Because you you knock that little uh, chain out, you know, it's all out of whack. But yeah, find, once I found that out, you know, replaced that part, dash lights came up, no problem. And then, you know, the other work I had to do to it, you know, shocks or whatever, right? Anything that makes it safe and makes it uh, the drivability back to normal. I did all those things. But at the end, you know, you think about all the work you put into it to make to either break even or to make a profit. And it's kind of like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> but the, again, I still found a way to turn something that uh, was a problem into a in, into a learning lesson for me and then also profit in the end yeah no no that's awesome because uh so i kind of bring it back into like like real estate and stuff i think you know a big problem in real estate right now is that for like people trying to buy like a traditional house it's getting more and more expensive right within like the past yeah. year let's say year and a half like rates have more than doubled for um, housing going from like in your threes and fours to now sevens or eights, depending on where you're at, which what that means is that you're borrowing, you're borrowing power and your like monthly payments like drastically increase by like 40 or 50%. So a house that you could have paid like a thousand dollars per month on is now, you know, 1500, 2000, maybe even more. Right. And that's to say, if you can afford the 20% down, or if you're doing like an FHA, we can do three and a half down or a VA when you don't have to put anything down. It It's all still adding to your overall monthly cost. Having a place where you can rent it out to somewhere else, someone else that maybe going through that that setback it's like well i won't have the money right now i can at least wait for a little bit to get the funds to save and put a down payment so i i shouldn't probably rent for a little bit and like 
me as, as like a, a property owner and like as, as I self-manage all my properties, it, it definitely, I think that's a, a good problem to have and I guess a good place to, to profit in, not necessarily yeah. monetarily, but from like, a, like you know, love thy neighbor, whatever that statement is, is that I am here to help other people like get a place where they may not be able to get one on their own. And at least temporarily. And I, honestly, I would tell all my tenants, like, if you guys ever need help with, like, credit, if you guys are, like, even looking for, like, properties, let me know. And I'll, like, connect you with the people that I do know. Because yeah. I've been able to do this. And I feel like it's, if I'm able to do something that I think I can help others do it. And I always try to come out from the place of um, uh, helping without asking for something in return. And, and that's just, like, how I am. But I, I, I think it's a, a unique position to be in that a lot of people aren't. And I think when you are, it, it does change, like your your mindset on like looking at problems and seeing like profit either like monetary profit or growth and or and, like maybe feeding the soul whatever that is yeah so yeah oh in your experience uh what are the key factors or strategies that turn problems into profit solutions or innovations i think it's just the the way you frame them right so and i think it's like it's helpful when you go through problems and because it can become lessons for the future, right? So I'm sure there's certain things that you've gone through where you're going to teach your kids, like, hey, if this happens, do this, or if this happens, or this is what you can do to avoid it, right? So for example, like if you ever overborrowed, messed your credit, or, you know, gone to college and, you know, wasted X amount of years, whatever that is, right? You would yeah. probably tell your kids, well, this is what I did. This is why this is, it. it didn't work this way. This is what I changed about it. And I was able to get myself out of it. And this is what I would recommend like for you to start out with this isn't necessarily what i did but if i were to go back like if i knew then what i know now this is what i would have done yeah now that, that is definitely i won't say a sum up of a lot of things i probably teach my kids but it, it is some of them right having to deal some of that stuff too uh in my younger years and i would say like you know even my issues studying at a university because i still like i said i was talking to you earlier and i was saying that i was going to still push my kids to uh, still go to college it wasn't that if they told me something different if they had a different idea i would i would definitely find something else right i'll say hey try try the military hey uh go ahead try entrepreneurship hey try this trade i would definitely tell them to do that but because of you know the what i know now about college i kind of just like okay you know what still go to university there's other things that you can you find out once you're there the way i'm gonna have everything set up anyway i'm my plans are to have their school paid for so they don't have to deal with what I dealt with. I had to receive student loans and have to be in one of the, one of the reasons why I went to the military. I'm not saying it's a bad thing I went to the military, but it's one of those things that caused me to have to, uh, you know, sign, in a sense, how they always say, sign your life away. Well, I had to sign my life away for X amount of dollars. And then if you look at yourself like that and you go like, was I, am I, me, my person, am I worth that X amount of dollars? I should be worth more than that. But in a sense, right, you had to, I had to tie myself, you know, to a, a organization though, where you have potential of going to war, you have potential of putting in, putting yourself in harm's way and also making it where your family wouldn't even see you anymore. Right. If you think about it in that perspective and you're like, no, I don't, I don't see myself wanting that for my children. So in a sense, this is kind of like me trying to prepare as a parent. It's not me trying to just push them just to do that. You know, it's more me preparing as a parent to get them to a level where they can make, they can have options. They can do other things. They don't have to sign their life away. They don't have to be bogged down. They don't have to be like the rest of us in America where we have these student loans and we had to, we had to make some kind of drastic decision. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I will say like, and to kind of like reword what I was saying is that another thing that helps me is knowing that these problems don't just happen to me as in 
like I'm not the only person that let's say gets into a car accident right? I'm not the only person that you know has student debt I'm not the only person that you know has like messed up my credit right what I can do is then make it lessons for other people as in and I mean I think some people take it like in a positive or negative way as in you know some people that listen to Dave Ramsey are never going to get into debt because of whatever reason but you could put it in a way as like this is what I went through and this is what I would recommend and instead of saying, this is what I went through and this is what you should do instead, I think it's better to frame it from my, this is my opinion and not necessarily a statement of fact, but this is my opinion. And this is where it could go for you, like possibility, probability wise could go for you. So, and it, it's because like learning from other people's experience, or I, I guess like the saying is like, a, a, it is like a smart person will learn from their own experiences, a wise person will learn from the experiences of others. And I, I think that's the the beauty in looking at problems like a positive way, as in something that I, I'm not the only person that's going to go through this, so I'm not going to worry too much about it, but I can teach other people about it and you know they can maneuver it around however they want. Yeah, yeah. And going into it, like, is there any advice you would offer to people like, when they're looking at something that it looks bad in the moment and having them swap it to like like something that they can teach or something that they can, you know, think, you know, into the future, like at some point I'm going to be able to teach this to someone. Yeah, well, if you're in a moment and it's actually happen, happening, uh, one of the things that you have to do and uh, is breathing, right? You have to like just kind of calm yourself down because most of the time everything seems like a crisis when it's actually at the moment. Uh, a lot of times when you go back and look at it from your past and you realize that wasn't a crisis because uh, you realize how he, yeah, yeah, well, you I mean, yeah, if you always compare it to that, it's just yeah. never a crisis. But but a lot of times people see crises like it, it could be as simple as they they miss they missed the bus you know then it it, it could have been you know they got coffee spilled on them you know like you, you never know who who it is and how how they handled it right but it, it you when you first start out it's like you kind of you kind of take you know breathe because if you only have a few moments to figure something out it really t is the breathing is the best thing if it's something that you can handle the next day it you might want to handle it the next day because i can guarantee you your mindset's going to be totally different when if you're a person that knows how to figure out to put yourself to sleep so you can get to the next day that that's perfect because the brain can uh, you know it, it's still running while you're asleep yeah. so and it also heals from whatever trauma it is too right so if you can get a chance to get away from it, then you can actually realize that there was something that, okay, it's a new situation. I just need to look at it in a different angle and you can learn from whatever it is. That's that, honestly, that's how I look at a lot of things. Some things, you know, if it, even if it's shocking, right, you kind of just like, you kind of just hold your bearing because a lot of times, a lot of things there aren't as bad as you, you, you make it seem like, cause yeah, right. honestly, it, the first thing, well, you shouldn't think of the first thing that you die. You're like, <laughs> you look at it, but if you look at it in, into that, it does someone have a gun pointed at you right now where you have to make this drastic decision that will cause harm to everyone that you know, right? Like it is, it, you know, it, once you calm it down and you start to put it in perspective that, okay, it's a problem like any other problem that could be solved it is not one that has a, an infinite, you know, like a uh, infinite number of solutions to it. I mean, well, it's not solutions, but uh, we're finite. That's the word. Yeah. Like it's the only one finite way that and it, it can't go anywhere else. This is the only way it'll never happen again. As long as you keep an open mind about it, then you realize that there's there's multiple ways to get this taken care of and, and that you will learn from it in the long term. Yeah. And I think also looking at, at, at different time horizons as in if, you know, say you got into a car accident, right? But like, it's just like a fender bender is nothing huge. Like no one got injured. 
Like it's just, you know, here's your insurance, here's my insurance, you know, file it, I'll say I did it yeah. wrong, whatever it was, right? But I think like if, you, let's say if, if you're upset about it because you got into a, a fender bender, if you look at like the time horizon, like will it, this fender bender really matter in like a year? Will it matter in 10 years? Will it matter in 20 years? Maybe not, right? Because it, it, it shows you like how far away or how almost insignificant that event was in comparison to what like life has to offer. And I'm not saying like, you know, like you said, like, don't say like, Hey, I'm dead or whatever it is, or like, I could be dead, whatever that is. But I think just looking at the time horizon, like, you know, say if you're 35, you know, will you care about it when I'm 45? Will you get yeah. it when you're 55, when you're 85? Like, when do you stop caring in reality? Like, when do you just stop caring? And I think that helps reduce the, I guess, the amount of anxiety or whatever that term would be. Hey y'all, if you didn't know, Mine and Craig's mission is to bridge the gap between generations by empowering, exposing, and educating others about financial literacy, new perspectives, and life goals. We can't do that without reaching more ear holes. So if you enjoy this content, then please share this to at least one other person to help us expand our brand and their minds.